0: hi everyone and welcome to the Shopstall podcast a podcast for woodworkers and the maker community in general this is episode number 25 my name is robin lewis from robinlewismakes.com i'm joined by joey chalk from king post timberworks hello and jordan crawford won't be joining us tonight unfortunately he's not well he's got a migraine so i hope you when you do listen to this jordan i hope you're doing all right uh but we'll see you next week We live stream the recording on YouTube every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, sorry, 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time or UTC (laughs) plus 10, or you can watch or listen to it later on YouTube, iTunes or SoundCloud. I wanna say hello to everyone in the chat. We'll get your comments and questions towards the end of the show, but feel free to chat amongst yourselves. The idea being that this is also a place for people to meet. So in terms of announcements, just the one, uh, we talked last week about the Discord server. I've got the link in this, if you're watching this on YouTube, I've got the link in the comments below. We are going to kick this thing off. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to try and be on there as much as possible, um, right. probably at least once a day. Um, but yeah, you know, the idea is that this is going to be somewhere for everyone to communicate. It's not just, um, it's not just you guys to myself, Joe and Jordan. So you know, if this thing takes off and and we're only there fifty percent of the time, that'd be beautiful.
1: Right, you better, sh- you better throw me that link so I can do something with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So in terms of what's involved, you'll just follow the link, you'll sign up to Discord, and then you'll have access to the chat. So later tonight, uh, I'll jump on there. And so if you're new or you're not really sure what's going on, I'll be there and you can just message me and and, and say day.
1: Awesome.
0: Okay. All right, well. Tonight, we are going to dedicate the show mostly to our uh, trip down to Queensland, which happened last weekend. Myself, John, and Joey went down for the Mulaney Wood Show. We did a talk there, and then we went and met up with a new very good friend. We'll get to that in a second. Before we do that, let's just do a quick uh, rundown of what we're working on. Joey, after you. Sure.
1: Well, I I'm, I'm <laughs> didn't think I had much to talk about, but... I've got like 10 points here, so <laughs> stop me when I get boring or something like that. <laughs> so uh, what I- So we pretty much finished up this counter. There was one shot of it on my Instagram, I think. Um, that's for a shop. So it's like um, plywood boxes, mainly painted black, and then we clad the outside of it with um, walnut and left it rough sawn from the mill and just gave it a bit of a sand of like 80 grit and um, then put a couple of coats of, of poly, polyurethane on it, and it looks mint as, like, the client's after a um, you know, rustic-y dark wood thing. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, we went – I did a lot of searching around, and we're trying to use some of that kind of cheap flooring stuff, you know, that kind of vinyl flooring that looks old. There's oh, all yeah, sources, yeah. Yeah, tons of you. it you – know, yeah click together stuff yeah um even the cheapest version of that uh was more it's gonna be more expensive than solid walnut so really
0: that's that's crazy
1: yeah i got um solid well the cheapest version that was there's the right color i mean there's cheap versions of that flooring yeah
0: okay okay yeah it's gonna say because that stuff's as dirt as you can as you can get um so
1: we got 25 mil um Walnut and ripped it in half on the bandsaw and just pinned it onto the plywood boxes and it looks mint. Yeah. It was like it was $350 worth of walnut. And I, I don't know that you could spend that little on the, the pre finished flooring. Um,
0: oh, yeah. And it's pre finished as well. Hey, yeah.
1: So I, I don't think you could do it for that with the flooring. It'd be pretty tight. Mm. Anyway, that was an interesting little thing that happened. Um, what else? So. Just before I flew to Milani, or to Brisbane at least, um, an article came out in a local magazine, which is well, it was their profile spot, it's, and it's very local. It's local to my kind of area in uh, around North Auckland, um, well, Northern Auckland, um, which is pretty cool. It's just like a one-page kind of spread. I just put a picture on my Instagram about. Yeah,
0: that's right. I saw that. I saw that, yeah.
1: Um so interestingly, so that so that was Friday that came out. So today I had a older couple walk into the workshop, say, We saw your article. I've got all this I think he's got Carrie sitting around in his shed and he wants two like Victorian high boy chests of drawers made.
0: So um yes. That's going to be a pretty pretty hefty quote won't it because of the the detail that's gonna have to go into that
1: well yeah i was like you know what do you want like and he's he's a non-internet man so just um uh you know describe it and make it and that's how i was like okay well i'll draw some pictures and get some reference photos do you have an email no okay I'll get the information you then and you can come back to the workshop and I'll show you all the pictures and stuff of what I want it, I think it should look like. Um, and he was like, what do you think it's going to cost? And I was like, well, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe say 2000 each. And he goes, okay. So, so that's like 4,000 plus just for a couple of chests of drawers. So I think that should work out about right. Um,
0: i'm surprised you gave him a figure after one of them
1: well it's not he just said what do you think it's going to cost and i said well it it depends on the the complexity but based on that maple one i made about six months ago um which had a lot more draws than what he wants i was like okay i've got a pretty good idea and you're getting two of them so Mm. you know there is some time saving there a little bit." but then I said, look, if you want starting want carved details and fancy bits and pieces, then obviously the price just keeps going up. But that's the base point. And he was happy with that. So um, I'm happy with that too. <laughs> the more I can add on, the better. So Yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, hopefully that goes ahead. He's, he sounded pretty keen. Um, that's so cool that like from – because you and I are both from – Uh, music you know the music industry Mm. background and when we would do gigs for free for promotion you're always like yeah thanks promotion doesn't pay the bills it never does no but there's an example where it actually has yeah tangible benefit anytime i've had anything like that like a piece in
1: the paper um i've got at least one job from it yeah that's awesome i mean even youtube i've got direct jobs from it so it's, it's interesting that it can work I think mm. it's just a matter of time and constantly putting yourself out there being available for these kinds of things. Um, how, how did you
0: end up getting that that article in the end? I
1: actually, I, it's a, it's a kind of a very low key magazine but it tends to get picked up by all the um, trendy places mm. and by trendy you kind of mean more wealthy places. Um, and I actually contacted contacted them and said, "Look, I think my business would be a good fit for your magazine." Mm. And they they had a list of the upcoming um, each each episode. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, not an episode. It's not an episode. What is it when it's a magazine?
0: <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Whatever you call it, monthly edition. There you go. Yeah, that'll work. Every edition has a theme, and one of their themes was like um, entrepreneur. And I thought I said, "Oh, it might that might work out?" Anyway, they came back to me and said, "Oh, we've had a cancellation. Can we slide you in?" So um, I said, "Yeah, sure." Um, and so I, I was angling not to pay for not to pay for it as an as an advertisement because a two page kind of spread is uh, fairly expensive. And so it ended up happening as essentially a freebie um Mm. just wanted it as good content so um so that really worked out well and now that i i can see that it has really good coverage and the right kind of people seem to be um, looking at this magazine i I will definitely pay for advertising probably a couple of times a year i'd say Mm. Uh, this is a nice sweet publication um interesting little mishap today they started making this bookcase out of oak veneered mdf It's very simple it's such a simple it's like quoted as like a six-hour job it's like cut four bits of mdf cut six little bits of solid oak and kind of they're joined together and this is um somebody else's design it's for a shop actually and. I just said, yeah, I can make it that design for you because their um, furniture maker had retired at like age eighty or something, so they needed somebody who could copy this other guy's design mm. uh, and to fill the shelves, literally with shelves. Um, so, anyway, you know, like, cutting this MDF up, and I-, I knew something wasn't quite right, but I I's just, I'll just carry on. I just needed to get these bits of MDF cut. So it turns out I had put the fence back on my saw because it wasn't on there but it, I didn't seat it properly. So the fence was out of square with the saw blade by, well, over 2.4 meters. It was out like 20 mil. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I saw the ripping come off crooked when I, I took a little ripping off the edge of my sheet. Yeah. And I, I just didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that it was the saw oh, that was out. Cause,
0: Cause you've done that a million times. and It's <laughs> never been the saw. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, whatever. Um, so I went, I went to stack these shelves up and they're like, they're so far out of square. And I was like, oh my God, what the shit? Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? So I uh, had to spend a little bit of time swearing and
0: trying to fix that. So you could you could fix it. You didn't have to just get, because I, I imagine no. that would be such a simple, um, you know. I could just re-square it up. Um. Ah, Okay.
1: I mean, it wasn't quite that simple, but essentially that is the name of the game. But I mean, I lost some length, but you know, yeah, I'm glad I caught it kind of when I did. Um, so, yeah, the interesting little just mind lapse of not yeah. quite doing what I needed to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, someone mentioned before, and I think it was Leroy, I, I installed this. That was Wednesday. I installed this big white bookcase that I'd been working on um and it is interesting it's an interesting job because we needed to fill a doorway from a lounge into kind of a a little side loungy room thing it was really an odd space it had like a double door size hole um and they were the people wanted to turn that smaller room into a bedroom for their three-year-old um so they wanted a bookcase to fill the the hole where the door was, well, there was yeah, the opening. Um, so it needed to be looked good on both sides. The back side, the bedroom side was just going to be flat panels. Um,
0: ah, so it wasn't going to be you got it. No, not All
1: a right, double sided right. bookcase, but um, it had to look like a wall on one side and look like a bookcase on the other side. Um, mm. It also incorporated a flap down desk and file, filing drawers and push to open drawers. They wanted to incorporate a secret tunnel for the little girl to crawl through if, if, and when they, they wanted her to. Um, and also a third of it needs to be kind of relatively easily removable. So in case they want to shift a third of it out and have a small doorway into that bedroom later down the track. And if they want even later down the track, the whole lot could be shifted out and swung onto the bedroom wall. So, this one thing had to do a lot of things.
0: Well, I mean, at least, at least you can't argue that. Well, at least it's not a customer who doesn't know what they want. You no, know, exactly. At, at
1: least and yeah. he had drawn up the plans in 2d I had all the measurements to work from pretty much. Oh, awesome. Um, when, when I did the site measure, my measurements were exactly the same as the measurements he had given me. So I thought that's pretty good. Um, so it took a bit of going. like there was a lot of pieces to this thing. Um, I think, 15 sheets of plywood i think it was i mean it's a lot of stuff happening um so got it installed Install went really well installed it in two hours and hadn't didn't hear anything and i was like ah that's not a good sign (laughs) then i just got an email before and the guy is super stoked loves it that it's it's better than they thought it would be which is great it's the, the best kind of feedback sometimes you just don't hear feedback and they are happy but you, you don't hear it, <laughs> but yeah. it's really good to get that positive kind of, uh, and even sent me a picture with it all loaded up with books. So, all right, cool. Um, really good to actually have someone
0: happy <laughs> and, and know about it. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a cool design though. Like, um, you know, whenever I think of built in bookcases, I always think of, you've got your stud wall and then you put the bookcase into that. But yeah. if you were to make a bookcase and line the back with, um, Chip rock, just sheets. Mm, that's right the the bookcase is your is your stud wall you don't even need to integrate it into that yeah that's a really cool idea never thought of that
1: yeah it's an interesting concept and i think they they're getting onto this kind of idea with a lot of the, these small micro homes and small home things that's mm. happening around the world um just this multi-use kind of thing where you, where yeah you don't re- unless you need a structural wall of course yeah. um if you don't, then you know cabinetry can be your wall and it can be double sided and um I, I actually proposed that we make a double sided bookcase, so mm. it was book- shelving on both sides, but it was going to start eating into the actual available space um in the in the bedroom mm. um, but yeah, interesting, really cool design I thought
0: in yeah uh, in our second bedroom third bedroom, we want to. Come in from the other side, go through the wall into that bedroom, and in that make a pantry for the other side, which is the kitchen. If that makes sense. Right. And in my mind, I was thinking I'm going to have to reframe that, the the you know the the um, the shelf, the pantry, but just with what we're saying, you don't really need to reframe it. Just make the pantry, get it up against the 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 wall, right. yep. cut through the wall, and that's it. That's it. Yep. The back end. Yeah. And also the good thing with things like
1: that is um you can you can be fairly obvious with the trimming around it, as long as it looks neat and tidy. You don't mm-hmm. have to have an invisible um invisible connection between the wall and the cabinet. Uh, in this case on one side on the on the lounge side i was able to put regular kind of scribers in and make them fit because the the hole was pretty crooked so i had to my scribers went from like 10 mil to 20 mil i mean there was was quite a bit of out of squareness but it was all it went away And on the back side i just i just literally kind of put an architrave essentially around the gap where the the unit was in the doorway um you know a couple of screws and that was it it looked really tidy and um so it's so easy so you, it also if you're going to do it like you're saying robin you can be kind of um, messy when you cut the hole in the wall but mm-hmm. you can hide quite a lot with like 60 70 mil architrave yeah and, and it doesn't really matter too much um should i keep going on about what i've been working on <laughs> Dun-
0: good, tap- thing, good, good thing jordan's not here tonight because uh we would never get through the show yeah probably
1: <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, how about this? I've got this, bit of, this really cool bookcase to build. I quoted it like three months ago. And the lady said, oh, can I pay you off the deposit? And I was like, um, well, yeah, sure. I don't see why not. So every two weeks, she's paying me a couple hundred bucks. Mm. So I think last week she paid off the deposit I was like, "Great, let me know when you're ready to pay the the rest of the amount, mm. so and I'll actually start making it because I'm not going to have you pay off the final amount um,
0: unless she wants to. Or would you just would you? No, because
1: no? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to wait that long to get paid. Like after, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. For the final payment. It's money's money's now. <laughs> mm. Um, but then so now she said, "Okay, we'll just keep paying you off until I fully paid it off." and then you can start making it so you're like okay i mean that that works but it's really hard to and i'm keeping track of it i have giving her receipts and i've got a spreadsheet of, of the money but it's really bloody annoying having this random money come in and you almost and by the time i get to work on the job it's it's kind of like i'm i'm being paid for nothing or, or sorry kind of like working for nothing because the yeah, money is really coming gone, gone. yeah it's gone and you're like now i've got to give you a week of my time to make this bookcase so it's a really odd situation <laughs> i think I i'll stay stay away from it in the future but
0: although i guess if you had multiple clients doing it you know then it becomes yeah. a bit of a salary
1: in a way and essentially it could be but then you get to the point where we're like oh now now i've actually got to do something for all this money
0: Unfortunately,
1: such is the nature of work. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so
0: yeah, annoying. Um, Yeah, Cuffy's just said King Post Timberworks now accepting (laughs) labour. Which is pretty much what it is.
1: So anyway, finally, I think I'm ready to start filming another video. I'm so slack. I don't have anything lined up. So everyone, because it's been a while. It's been a while. So I've got a couple of bench seats to build for that extension table. I made Mm. with X frame on it to finally want some table, some seats for it. So I'll throw a video together for that over the next
0: few days. When was the last video that you put out? It was my desk video. Um, It was only a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's probably two weeks Mm. ago,
1: maybe, maybe two weeks. Mm. So, yeah, I still feel like I usually, at the time I post a video, I usually have something else in the editing stage. So I'm not too far away from the next one. Yeah. Um, At the moment, I don't have one shot of the next one. So (laughs) I feel like I need to do something.
0: Starting afresh. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that'll do me, I suppose.
0: All right. So uh, obviously, I started the week off in Queensland with everyone else. uh, But then other than that, there's been tiling going on. Yesterday I did a bit of a well, one-on-all-nighter, but it felt like it at one point. Um, so I've got I've gone all the way up through the. Um, now what did we call these again, Joey? The wingbacks. The wingbacks. Yeah, so I've yeah. gone all the way up there. Um, I tried using the angle grinder to make some of the holes uh, with what that oh, yeah. saying that your dad used. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's gonna be bigger escutcheons to uh, cover those. (laughs) Um, Not ideal. Yeah, went back to the, uh, one of those, I say cheap, it's $50 uh, diamond drill bits. And um, yeah, that was perfect. Gave it a nice clean look. um, So yeah, I'll use that from now on. Uh, But yeah, anyway, got most of the way up the, um, the wall with all the, the taps. All I've got left now to do is a 1.8 by 1.2 empty panel, so that's perfect. I mean, that's just going to go. Right. Up. I should be able to do that in a day. Um, got the second window in today. Got the trim done on the other window yesterday. I've just I've just been tidying up a lot of the trim because when when I've been pulling off the panels, some of the trim has been broken or, or yeah. So just that's all been fixed up um yeah as i say most of the tiling is done so all i've got to do is the trim for the one window um the finish off the tiling and then i can finally get the plumber back in to, to do all the connections and then you know then i can do the grouting and the um so silicon.
1: you have have you had to stuff around with the outside cladding much to get to sh- sh- change your windows or is it kind of same size in and out
0: yeah, no. The the um the trim on the outside is, is so minimal, and you can right. see it's all just been slapped together over time. <laughs> so I've put the window into the void, um, and that's pretty much it. The, the The outside trim didn't actually cover the the previous windows. It just, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's. I don't want to say I don't want to say it's an ugly job because it was just very. It was done very utilitarian. There was nothing wrong with it. But yeah, now that the, now that I've got the windows in, I'm gonna try and just dress it up a little bit more on the outside. Um, but yeah, no, literally just, you take the louvers out, you take the glass out, you unscrew the two things, and that's it, there's your whole, in goes new window. The first window I did took maybe about four hours worth of work, because I was measuring this and this. The second window, maybe two hours. Maybe an hour and a half tops. You know, they just they go in so quickly because I've done all the windows in here now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can I can do these pretty quick, which is which is good. Cool. So that was uh, the renovation. Yeah. Well, what about your latest little? Yeah. So, literally the day after I got back from Queensland, in the morning there was a uh, a tea box woodworking class with our local big studio here. It's called Studio Double. It's probably one of the the more recognized ones. It's certainly the, the biggest one that I know. And they are trying to engage a little bit more with the community. So they put on these, these classes. And you go in there on a very basic level, um, which I didn't realize at the time. Hmm. And you can you you within one morning you put together a tea box and you walk away <laughs> with it which is great so right, like and that explains something okay right yeah w- which i didn't know at the time so i mean i knew it was only a morning class and i didn't know how i thought that i could be doing more but i arrived there and all the pieces were there milled and uh all the rebates were cut everything it's just a glue up It was just a glue up um Sorry, do you mind if i ask how much it costs to do a bet? Yep, so it's $150 yep. from 930 till about 150, uh mm-hmm. 130. And um that seems about right. Everything was provided. Yep. And I saw they were selling those boxes in their front rooms yep. for $170. Right. So you're kind of wor- walking out with something that you could on yep. sell not much profit, but you you know, I guess you you could argue that's the that's the that's
1: value. Interesting, uh... So what I noticed in the video, which I thought was interesting, obviously they had pre-made, but the, so the splines, they did, I didn't, maybe I missed it, but did they use like a router table with a a sled? Is that what they used? A dovetail router bit to cut the spline holes in the corner. So, and then they had made up pre-made, presumably some like dovetailed, some long extrusion dovetail pieces. Correct. Yeah. Right, because I was like, "That's a good fit for like a morning's work." <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it was. It was all perfect. Um, you know, the base fitted into the rebate perfectly. The only thing that we had to do was with the shooting board, bring the lid down to size. Yeah, right. Um, every, everything else basically was done. Uh, we just had to cut some of the splines, and that was it. Even at the at the point where we put the box together, and they, and and we had to cut the. The holes into the corners to accept the splines. At that point, we had to give it over to the the teacher, and he went and did it. We weren't allowed to do it just from a health and safety perspective, which, again, totally cool. Yeah. But for someone who's who's been doing this for a few years, like yeah, a step above. But
1: I yeah. like the idea of the dovetailed splines just from the fact that they can walk away and the box isn't going to fall apart. Like you can take you can take yeah. the clamps or whatever off as soon as that's
0: in, it's it's locked together. So, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, Yeah, because we had to glue dry and everything all within the morning. So, it was really well done. And I'll tell you what, if you you haven't done woodworking, that class would blow your mind. It would be amazing because you walk away with something so cool. Mm. Um, See, I
1: get people ask for classes all the time. And a lot of the times, people are like, I just want to do a morning. And Mm. so, my next question is, okay, do you do you want to walk away with something or do you want to walk away with some knowledge? And yeah. nine times out of 10, people want to walk away with something for the money. Yeah. That's really hard because people don't care about spending money on education at university, but they seem to care about doing it with me. Um, <laughs> so Sorry. I say, Oh yeah. Okay. I could probably, we could whip together one of my chairs, but you won't finish it. You'll still have to do the upholstery
0: and stuff. Oh no, don't want to do it. So I'm yeah. like, All right. Bye. So they they run courses at this place where you can you can walk in and say this is what I want to build and then he'll walk you through it over a number of, but the idea with this was as you say, to give people the opportunity to have something at the end. Um, I think it's a great idea. It's, yeah, it looked cool. I like the little carving. I thought that looked really awesome. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people have said to me in in on Instagram like this. I mean, that was quite simple. You've done a lot more. You know. Or uh, involved stuff. Yeah. But I did so many things that I've never done before. Never like, carved, never yeah. used a shooting board, That's never right. actually put in, I've never done dovetail splines before. Yeah. Yeah. I've never and, seen them, to be honest. I mean, it makes sense, but. <laughs> oh, right. I thought it was a fairly common thing to do. That. Well, yeah, I just don't
1: recall ever actually seeing one. And I, I know it's a thing mm. now, but I, I just never really never seen one. I always thought it would just it'd be such a bugger to make that piece, that long piece of dovetailed um, mm. extrusion, that it's, unless you're batching hundreds out like they are, yeah. kind of the waste of time setting up the machinery for four little
0: pieces. Yeah, so I'm not even sure how they cut it. Like, yeah, we walked in and, and everything was just there. Mm. I imagine it's probably done on the tables or actually. Yeah, that would make. It's rippings. That would make sense, but jeez, mm. you'd have to. You'd have to play around with it for a bit to get it yeah because that, that was it they were a good yeah. Fit. yeah yeah um shooting boards cool huh Blowing in my mind like that is that's the future that's where it is <laughs> that's
1: the future says the man 500
0: <laughs> years ago <laughs> i can't believe how good you can get ingrained to look yeah oh, and obviously the so i was using a big jack plane which yeah. made it easy to push you sharp as all hell yeah. um obviously been maintained but just beautiful yeah i have a shooting board i just don't use it um
1: mainly because i find i do most of my fine end cutting on the drop saw um because i'm just used to it
0: (laughs) and and what is that good enough
1: uh well it depends what you're doing if you if if you're down to like shaving microns Mm. with a shooting board um that's when a shooting board is needed, mm. but nine times out of ten with a stop block or with the stop block on the um table saw, you can get stuff right exactly as long as you want them to
0: be yeah. um, <coughs> oh no so where where I'm saying I was so impressed was not so much being able to fine tune it but just the, the 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 this um the density of the fibers after putting the plane over it,
1: yeah, oh, yes. It's just it's so slice tight. Lice is way better than a, a, a sand on the yeah. ingrain.
0: So I've yeah. always, you know, on the smaller things, I've used the orbital and on the bigger things, I've just got my belt sander out. And yeah. You, and it's just never really very good. But this was, you it's know, so after the shellac, it just looks like, like long grain. Yeah, that's really nice. Amazing. Shellac, never used shellac before in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's right. Looks so good. cool. So What's cool. That, a- uh, the little
1: pad was it a pumice pad or just like a, a cloth pad? Did they show you about that?
0: Yeah, so it's a cotton wool, like a, a some junky ball. old cotton ball, and then a t-shirt over it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And and I, they, so they went into detail about the um, w- where it comes from and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just so much education. And the one the best thing about this trip, and to me, this is worth one hundred and fifty dollars. I've always found with my glue ups many, many months later, there's always a slight ridge on the yep. glue. Yep, yep. Never been able to work that out because that's, that's one of those things that is so specific <laughs> yeah. that you can't find that information online. And talking to to Joel, the owner, he said the problem is Acquid here, which is uh, white PVA, doesn't yeah. have those hardening resins, which is why it's always a little bit rubbery and it always just slightly moves. You yeah. can't sand that properly flat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the and I've always assumed what it is, is the timber moving, as it will, and it just mm. kind of squishes that little bit of glue that's at the surface just proud by, like, the tiniest amount, but it's tiny. It's enough that you can feel it with your fingertip.
0: Drives you mad. It's annoying. never been able to get rid of any reckons if, if you go to something, like we were using bond. If you go to something with the resins, it's just hard enough to resist, right? And it will stay flat. So, well, that's interesting. I might do a test because <laughs> I know we've talked about <laughs> yeah. you know wood glue and what's what you know. Yeah. That's there's a, a reason to go with the yellow glue. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, yeah. If if you are in the Townsville area and you want to do a class uh, studio double, you'll know where that is. Definitely, I'd, I'd recommend it. it. Was totally worth the money. Cool. Um, all right. Anything else? Um, no. That- oh that's for you i don't know yeah. I think there was there was one other thing that i wanted to talk about oh and i've forgotten it now okay well that's fine we'll move on um cool so this weekend we were in um uh, i'm gonna say molini one more time because i got bombarded by everyone telling me how that's not the way to say it. It's Mulaney. So from now on, I'll say Mulaney In my video, in the footage that I filmed, I was saying Mulaney, So I apologize to everyone. <laughs> it's going to say Mulaney in the in the video. Uh, so we did a talk on Saturday morning, well, or midday at uh, the Mulaney Wood Expo. And it was, I would, I would call that event a success. Yeah it's interesting a different crowd than
1: we would definitely expect but that's what we actually when when we talked about it that's what we wanted was a different crowd there's no point us talking to people who know all about it and what that was essentially for everyone else we wanted we did a talk about woodworking and social media and how essentially most woodworkers are solo kind of tucked away in their workshops and the, the easiest way to um have a little communication these days is just to get online in one way, one form or the other, even if it's just watching. Mm. Um, and it was interesting. It was interesting to hear specifically from that one vendor um, that Robin, you talked to about, uh, about social media. And he, and he just kind of swept his hand over his head and was like, Oh, it's, it's over my head. Yeah. But do, do you, do you, do you remember what he was selling? Cause it was really interesting.
0: I've I've got some footage of it. it. Was these like these wooden trucks?
1: Yeah, but that was so he was selling essentially really nicely made kids' toys, trucks and graders yeah. and things like that uh, from scraps of wood. His he was actually selling the plans to make all those things. He had stacks of physical plans, ready, right? Ready, I didn't uh, see it with drawing like full scale drawings and all all sorts of things. And you know he's the one saying you know social media is over my head all he needed to do was get online and and cut his uh, production cost in half because he doesn't need to make physical plans and mm. sell PDFs. And he'd be away laughing because those toys were also looking. And it's yeah. funny that he just didn't want a bar of it.
0: <laughs> well, it's like that other guy that was in the crowd who was shaking his head the whole time saying, oh, why would you want to put your work up on on?" You know, why would you want to film do, your work? Why would you want to make a video? Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously that's his thing. It's, I'm not saying you can't be like that, but we got to the show thinking we are preaching to the choir. Yeah. There were so many people who just didn't get it. They didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice to be up on stage, um, watching on the crowd, seeing a couple faces with this, Oh, I didn't mm. know. There was a the thing kind of look on their face. So it was really good. Uh, it was I think for the most part it was, even for the people that didn't receive it well, we there was a fair amount of engagement, which was the most important thing.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. You know, we got—I won't say we got swamped after the show, but we certainly got um, some people just, come up and just and rolling really, in, 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 really groupies. interested in the you know, conversation. So, unfortunately, though, that where we did the talk was in this kind of marquee tent type thing, which was red. So any footage of that talk, I mean, it looks like the place is on fire. It's like It was so bright and yeah. I could barely read my notes on the white
0: paper. And it was just like a dance party in there. Um, yeah. So they'd also had music going on and there were these these group of kids. And, you know, they were doing what kids do and, and and we accept that. But they were sort of jumping around in front of us as if there was music going on. And I could just feel the crowd just getting slightly more and more tense as we went through um but i mean other than that it was just it was yeah smooth sailing went really well uh, i just want to say hello to uh, richard in the chat richard came and chatted to us afterwards um he's thinking about starting up a youtube channel that was the exact conversation that we wanted to have with someone afterwards mm. so thanks for for um saying hi richard do appreciate so, that other than the talk what did you think about the rest of the show It was good. It was, this was my first wood show, wood expo. So what I didn't realize was how much wood there was going to be on sale. I'm so gutted that I was, that we had to fly there because I would have just been loading up the trunk because it was so cheap. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crazy cheap timber. like, I mean, and for me, just about everything was new. I I know, I guess I probably know of a lot of those timbers, but. Mm. I've never really seen them because it's just not something I can get. Um, but yes, crazy cheap slabs
0: of wood, like massive and, pieces of wood and big ones as well. Yeah. I've never seen mm. a slab that that rain tree that we saw. Yeah,
1: just crazy.
0: These, huh? Just these like uh, apartment what? block size. Yeah, I mean you're you know, looking probably. Pro- we're looking
1: probably three and a half meters by one point two meters. And some really nice crotch piece, uh, crotch pieces as well. Um, I see. I don't know, Robin, if you know much about the burls over there, but getting an actual burl here is just about impossible. I and mean, I don't think mm. I've ever actually seen one. Um, but over there, there's literally a pile of burls on the ground, like waist high, and you just buy them by the kilo and i was just shocked yeah. at how readily available they were
0: yeah I've, I've never seen those in the in the flesh before it's certainly certainly not in that capacity as well um but something we did and we talked about this a bit while we were there there weren't very many tools mm. so we saw there was a festool um uh, what do you call it uh, a yeah, demonstration man. going on <laughs> festool man was there um what else did we see there um, was it was a a little tent with some
1: secondhand stuff, some old ye oldy tools. But I had a quick look and yeah, they're all a bit.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it was it was very wood focused. Like in, in, there was one area where you went inside, and there was just a catalog of right. all the all the exotic woods you can think of. I got to see purple heart for the first time. Never actually never seen it, which was again super cool. But yeah, there was there was no. Uh, Chris
1: um, Vespa was there. Uh, yeah, Vespa that's right. Tools. And so that was good. I had a quick chat, but he was very busy doing sales. So that's perfectly good. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that, I mean, really, otherwise there's lots of sawmills for sale that yeah. mills sawmills and swing saws. Uh, and, but you see, that was at one end and at the other end of the show, they had um, like people actually trying to sell furniture. Yeah, there was a few uh, furniture, yeah, yeah. Few furniture makers there. And I thought that was kind of a different market. Like you would, that seems like a different crowd, but uh, maybe not. I'm not sure if it works for them. But
0: yeah, you're selling you're selling something to people who know how to build that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And yeah. everyone
1: is critiquing it. I would never yeah. put my work out somewhere like that. I don't think. <laughs> um,
0: one thing that we did see that was very cool was this. Uh, this I think she yeah it was an Australian lady with a glove with sandpaper on it. So you buy this glove and you get this removable sandpaper oh yeah that was awesome so you can sort of you can hand sand everything just with these gloves replace the sandpaper i think what was it 80 up to 2000
1: yeah up to 2000 grit i thought it was genius i i now i'm glad you reminded me because now i need to email her about them
0: yeah super Um, cool idea
1: yeah i just i mean it makes so much sense and i don't actually know how much the sandpaper costs but did, did she did she say no i don't think she did I imagine it's slightly more expensive than regular sandpaper somehow, but um, just a, such an awesome idea, especially for curvy things, um, turned objects. I mean, it would be perfect on the lathe um, mm. for for polishing and stuff. Uh, just such an awesome
0: idea. So, yeah. Um, just I'm just going to quickly answer Dan's question there. Uh, what were you guys thinking when you were going into it before you got there, given there was so much you didn't expect, did you have any expectations? No, I've as I say, I've never been to a wood show before, so I, I had no idea what was what it was going to be about. Joey, have you done? Them uh, before? I've seen, I've been into some wood shows, but, and there was a question
1: here as well: Are there mm. any wood shows in New Zealand? Uh, not like that, and usually they're they're part of some other kind of event because over here they probably wouldn't have the legs to warrant getting renting places and, you know, all the stuff Mm. that goes into these, um, these kind of shows. Um, I expected half of the amount of wood and way more tooling and, um, Mm. I expected to see, yeah, a lot more than just pieces of wood, which was, I thought kind of interesting. Mm. Although I think I mentioned to you, Robin, I was surprised there was a lot of females there. I mean, there was probably 50-50.
0: And there was, yeah, that and families as well. Just families coming along to hang out. Which was cool. I think that was cool.
1: That That's something that um, families feel like
0: they can come along too.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah, before moving off, I just want to say a very big thank you again to Steve McLeish for having us. Uh, We really enjoyed our time there. And who knows, maybe we'll do it again um, next year. We'll see how that goes. So that was on a Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah. So Sunday, we had a bit more fun. Yeah. So um, a lot of you guys will probably know Neil from Pask Makes. He lives not too far from there. So we lined up a meetup with him, went around to his workshop, which was so – It's I, I find it so cool to watch the videos, create this perception of what the place looks like, <laughs> yeah. you go there, and it's just smashed because yeah. it's never what you, what you think it's going to be. So we got to hang out in his workshop, which was really cool. Just showed us some of his stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. I was thinking about it afterwards. Like, I would have liked, I would, like if
1: you guys ever come to my workshop, I would like you all to do the same thing. But mm. we essentially just raided his shelves and cupboards and we're like, oh, what's this? What does this bit do? Oh, what's this thing here? And just pulling stuff off shelves and like completely messing up his workshop. But <laughs> I think that was awesome.
0: Yeah, and... Um, showed us his um, 100,000 subscriber plaque, oh, yeah. uh, YouTube plaque, which I've never seen one of those, so that was quite cool. You know, I thought that would be bigger. Be, I, I thought they were much bigger than that, but anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it was interesting what he said about the the craftsmanship of it, how well it's made. Yeah. As 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 woodworkers, we were scrutinizing it, going, you know, those mitered corners look pretty good. So it's uh, a yeah. yeah. Oh man, you know, okay. well, yeah, yours is going to be on the way soon, hopefully, Joe. Well hopefully i haven't heard any news yeah <laughs> as far as i know they don't know where to send it to so <laughs> yeah. so while we were hanging out with neil we started talking about some future events mm-hmm. which I, i'm not going to go into too much detail now um but let's just say this time next year we could so, have a pretty cool event going some, on
1: some cool things might happen
0: yeah. so that's uh, to work out some details And it's nice it's always nice to come away from these events and not just have it like that was the event and then you leave and then that's it there's you know the follow-up was there which is nice there's also another um expo called wood dust in october this year um nothing's been confirmed but then we may have a presence there that will be um probably the next thing on our calendars might not be all of us but you know the shop still podcast will be represented there so yeah, there were a couple of a couple of good um, good meetups and connections made, and I feel like that was maybe ninety percent of the purpose of this trip: to yeah. the talk and just meet people. Yeah, I think so. I think that actually having that essentially what turned
1: into a big meeting with um, uh, us three and Neil from Past Makes. I think that that whole we ended up for probably an hour just standing around kind of brainstorming and um all our phones came out and we're searching information and um suddenly we we come away with this pretty cool idea so i think that and that was probably worth the trip in itself for me so
0: yeah because that's what the idea with this podcast was always about and it's nice that what we started maybe six months ago six months later we've we've started really like building those those connections yeah super cool and also Also, it was super cool to finally actually shake Joey and John's hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there was anything else worth mentioning. I think that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. You. I
1: think that's it for the show.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, show. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah cool. right. There was a question before we could do that or we could do other
0: things. Oh, let's, let's do the question.
1: Uh, it was just on, I think I mentioned painting something or other before and I'm sorry, I forget. I've lost the, I've lost the question. Mm. Um, matching paint for clients was essentially the question. Is it difficult? Such and such. Yes. It's a nightmare. Um, the biggest problem is that, so I mainly use resine paint because it's awesome. I like it. Um, the problem is, and this is, as far as I know, is pretty much across the board Paint companies change their paint formulas like yearly to like, keep up with the trends, which, okay, maybe makes sense if you're in the business of making paint and you want to be trendy, <laughs> but that means from year to year, the same color paint with the same name does not match. Uh, and it's very subtle. Yeah, But over, say, 10 years, that very subtle change becomes not so subtle, Um, not to mention general fading versus brand new paint Mm. versus um, sheen level. Uh, You could have exactly the same paint color kind of three years apart look like two completely different colors if you've got matte versus gloss Mm. versus new versus sun exposure um i i think test samples are a must for really expensive stuff or if, if people are really wanting something to match if, if you if they specifically say something has got to look exactly the same the only way i know to do that is to take a scraping of the existing paint and then have it matched by a laser by the, the paint company
0: um, is that very uh, accurate my my um experience with that is <laughs> they get close, and then whatever is the closest color bond match to that is generally uh, what it is. Well the ones I've done they they make
1: a custom the, the computer spits out a custom paint formula for that color. Mm. Um, I don't know I, I can't tell you how accurate it is, and the times I've used it, it's worked good right. But there's all sorts of um circumstances where like if, if it's a really sunny spot you're probably going to see a, a change in paint just because the sun highlights everything if mm. it's fairly shady you don't need to worry too much um so yeah it's not so generally i just like to make units a different color from any other part of the house um yeah, well, that, it is what it is so
0: yeah that was a something that um, when I live next door to that builder in my old place, he always said to me, with, like with flooring, don't try and match, for example, if you've got old pine flooring, don't try and put down new pine flooring and try and make a match. Just go walnut. Yeah, just something else. Something else, they're different. Yeah. 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 Get over it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's my answer for that. Yeah. I'm, so I've, when I painted outside um, my wall, I took a board with a piece of weatherboard with the paint on, took it to Bunnings and their computer was a nautical mile out. <laughs> Luckily the guy there looked and he recognized, so kudos to this guy, like, you know, people always bag on about them, Bunnings employees. This guy looked at it and went, that is, I think it was slate, no, not, or shale gray, that is shale gray, got it turned out and it was bang on. So that guy knows his paint. Um, but yeah, the computer was, yeah, not at, I've lost all faith in it. Yeah, 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 it can be tricky. Uh, another question there was from Dan. Uh, so, is there a collated list of wood shows on the web somewhere? How do you catch wind of them? Not to my knowledge, it's just been from word of mouth. Uh, I've done a bit of searching online to try and find, you know, what's out there. Obviously, there's a lot of the smaller ones which aren't online but we're really looking at the, the bigger, more, um, uh, exposed shows. Uh, so in, for example, we we're talking about wood dust earlier. One of the guys, I'm not sure if Dan's in the, in the chat tonight, but he mentioned it to me. So yeah, it's, I guess it's one of those things where it's just going to be, you find it, you let people know, and, and that's how you go um, from there. All right, cool. So, that's about that then. Uh, should we? Sorry, are we doing what we're watching? Maybe. Yeah. 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 Let's let's do that next. You go first, okay. John. Um,
1: right? So, I've talked about this guy before, Craig Thippadu, CT Fine Furniture on Instagram. Um, he has a very small YouTube channel, and he mainly uses it for his um, kind of like a showcase for finished pieces. And so over about the last six months or so he's been working on a puzzle uh, cabinet and it is I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this name up but it's my best pronunciation a Runtkin um, inspired piece so the Runtkins were a family in I think 1780 something like that. Um, yeah that makes sense um, about that time uh, crazy like you gotta you've gotta search for rutkin and it's spelt r-o-e-n-g-e-n-t i believe um yeah
0: too many consonants in that
1: yeah yeah yeah. um so he he just crazy elaborate um secret boxes and counterweighted things and self-opening drawers and just outrageous um like Think of like the Goonies times times a thousand. Like, it's so cool. So this is a modern version of this. And so he's just posted this video and it's just like a how it works. It's just a showcase of the craziness um, and yeah, awesome, awesome work, like superb, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to say it's perfect. Like it, it is beautiful.
0: Yeah, I only watched a bit of the video and it's got that it's got that look about it. Like I'm not here to prove anything. No, I is- know that this is perfection. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is proving something, but it doesn't need to say it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, No, that was pretty. Yeah, the little I haven't watched all of it, but the bit that I did watch yeah. was yeah, pretty, pretty mind blowing. Makes me want to pack it all in and and look into something and else. Just to be clear as well, I just found this
1: out on his Instagram. He has been. Um, collaborating with a puzzle master um, as well so the whole lot is not entirely his idea the mechanisms i believe Uh, he's certainly made it but the actual design of some of the mechanisms are not yeah so there's a collab there because it's the original guy um had a watchmaker as his kind of partner so he would do the woodworking part and then all the mechanical locks and counterweights were made made by a watchmaker so uh, it's not just one trade making these crazy things mm. it is craig thippado and if you'll find him at ct fine furniture
0: on instagram uh, richard if you look in the in this video in the comments below the link should be there so you can just you can jump onto it there so my, my choice this week is from K, KRT Wood, I think it is. He's done a, um, yeah, KRT Wood. He's done a concrete rope. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the idea behind it chain. was. Wasn't it yeah. chain? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, sorry. It, it, it is chain. But did he call it rope? Is that what uh, he did? Well, there's a, there's a channel called Practical Engineering. There's this, yeah, the guy's name is Grady. And he does, he's quite a, quite a big channel. He does these videos where it's, it's very, it's, it's fairly high level, but it's on very small topics in engineering. So, uh, in this, in one of his latest videos, he's been testing concrete strengths with and without rebar, which is quite interesting with one of my videos being a concrete countertop, like, you know, it was, it was quite an interesting video. Um, and yeah, it, it, he explained it pretty well. In that video, he's gone on to say, "Concrete's great, but because it's all compressive strength, you would never make a concrete rope." <laughs> right. So KRT would—I'm I, I, not sure of the guy's name—he said, "Well, let me try and make a concrete rope," and he's made a chain. It's just a three-link chain. Yeah. The links are—they're uh, pretty big. Pretty big, yeah. And what he did is he actually. When when he was putting it together, well, when he showed it in the beginning, I thought, how does he join those links? Like has he made them and then just filled in the section where the, the chains yeah. have crossed? But no, they're yeah. solid poured. Yeah. The way he did it was so clever. Very cool. And, and yeah, just a simple idea, you know, and it, that'll be a paperweight. But yeah, the best thing, it, you know, the best thing about that
1: video was at the start he said this is completely useless. Yeah but I'm just having fun. I
0: thought that was was so cool. (laughs) To take it from that like idea that this can't be done to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Wins my vote for sure. So yeah, KRT Wood. um, What's the name of the, I think it's, uh, yeah, Concrete Rope. Concrete Rope, yeah. Links will be in the description down below. All right, everyone. Well, um, that's about the show. I just want to do a quick shout out to everyone who met up with us, which we didn't talk about, Joe. Oh, yeah at the uh, meetup down in Brisbane on Saturday night. So myself, John, and Joey, we went down to Brisbane. We met up with a handful of people who are all fans of our channels and the podcast, and we just went and had a beer. And it was so cool to meet people. You know, you, you, you get these comments from from people all the time, but to actually go and shake the hand and have a beer with them yeah. was, was super cool, and everyone was was just the coolest people.
1: Super chill, it was really cool.
0: Yeah, so thank you to everyone who came down to that. We really did appreciate it. We will be doing more of those. Uh, All the people that came to that were from Brisbane local area. And I think the way this is gonna work is we're gonna have to make sure that we go to different areas because it's hard for people to travel, but we will be doing that more in the future as much as we can. Yes,
1: there may be other traveling involved.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining in. Um, next week, we will have another topic, a normal topic. And <laughs> hopefully, George, you're going to be feeling better, so you'll be able to join us as well. Um, Joey, anything else from you that we just, you want to end off on? Um, fingers
1: crossed. I'll have a video in the next two weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. That's That'll
0: it. be good. Cool. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again same time next week, uh, 7 o'clock Thursday. All right. so see, see ya.